Welcome to the Wellness Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Locke, and my goal is to help you help yourself unlock your full potential for receiving abundance and success. Every Monday, jumpstart your week by empowering yourself with knowledge and advice about wellness and personal growth, biohacking and habit stacking, manifestation and nervous system regulation, and so much more. And remember that slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. Wellness is a lifestyle and a movement to create a world full of people who feel safe, strong, and loved. And practicing good wellness habits can have a ripple effect on those you surround yourself with. So with that, let's create waves. Hello, my dear lovies. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Wave podcast. I am sitting here. It's a Tuesday afternoon. I did not get around to recording yesterday, but we still out here doing it. I'm staring at my adorable cats napping in the sunshine, snuggling. It really is the mood today. And I'm proud to say I'm drinking pure ceremonial grade matcha latte with mostly water and just a splash of oat milk. If you listened to last week's episode, you'll know I'd been going through a little bit of a Starbucks matcha latte binge and I really felt like all of the sugar I was eating or drinking, I should say, was taking its toll on my body and now I can attest to that because I'm not gonna lie, the past couple days have not been the best for me. I have been on my my just started my cycle, so y'all know like ooh, the the hormonal mood changes are definitely hitting hard this month. But, you know, we're sticking to our goals no matter how small. I have not had a Starbucks matcha latte since last Monday. So, round of applause. Woo! This past weekend, my partner Patrick and I went to visit my aunt in Birmingham. So it wasn't, you know, wasn't anything crazy, but it was a really nice time to get away. And she lives in an apartment that backs up to a beautiful little lake. I mean, I guess it's technically not a lake. It's like a man-made reservoir, but it's really gorgeous. And there are all these little baby geese. Oh, it was so cute. There was a family of geese that every single morning at the exact same time, they would be just lounging in the water and then mom would be like like let's go come on get out of the water get you get your asses moving and they would all go to this nearby apartment where I'm guessing somebody threw out feed or something like that because they were all surrounded like pecking and eating or maybe they're just a bunch of good good bugs there or something I don't know we live in a smaller area, so we don't have a lot of the big shopping stores. So we, we did a little bit of shopping. We went to Target and World Market and Trader Joe's. I love all of those places. And it's kind of nice not having their, them nearby because it makes it more of a special, fun experience when we do go. We ended up getting some fall decorations to revamp the living space in our in our apartments. And I don't know, I've been, I've been getting kind of tired of how much color we have in here. Don't get me wrong, I love color, but I've really been shifting my whole aesthetic over the past year to, to more of a, the calming, minimal, neutral feel. And it's really cozy in here. I got some pillows. I got these really adorable little like 
wicker pumpkins I guess that's what they're made out of I don't know they're like a kind of straw very natural material very on trend but hopefully these kinds of trends last a lifetime because you gotta gotta love mama earth you know my favorite thing that I got was probably this knit pumpkin pillow it is so freaking cute and you've probably seen these too because they're they're also like very trendy this year but I just look at it and I'm like, I, I don't feel like this is something that could go out of style. It seems very classic for this time of year. You know what I mean? Um, what else? Oh, I have a new table coming in. It's a little white tulip table. And I'm going to use it as a brunch area and for filming content. Maybe it'll be the new hot spot for me to record my podcast. But I think it'll just be a lovely spot to read and journal and plan out my weeks it's I'm gonna put it right by where we get the most light we have a couple of windows in the living room and it'll be really nice and cozy and I and I feel like making changes to my living space always helps me when I'm in a bit of a funk which I certainly have been if you've listened to my past couple of episodes or if you just know me you'll know that I get pretty worked up about health issues little small symptoms I'm very hypersensitive to the things happening in my body and it's because of traumatic experiences and I know that and it's just something that I have I have to work through and I have to be patient with Uh, patience is not something that I have always been great at but we're, we're managing we're making it through and I'm really proud of myself for even sitting down and recording this podcast right now So if you've been feeling really anxious or stressed recently or you're dealing with invasive thoughts or really overwhelming fears of things that you can't control, then this episode is for you, my love. I was originally going to make this episode about building new habits and about my approach to habit stacking and transforming your life to become that healthy girl but it just did not feel authentic today and of course I have periods of time where I am absolutely in that headspace and feeling on my grind and really good making moves making progress but just like the changing of the seasons people all have their own seasons. We all have our own ups and downs. You may be stuck in a place right now where you feel trapped by those endless cycles. I know I certainly get get into that space where it just feels like you're constantly trying to catch up, whether it's in your your career or your health, emotional or physical. But I promise you that there is another side to this and that you can learn to love the cycles and you can learn to really sink into them and feel safe in them. And you're not going to feel so so held back by them forever if you approach it with the right mindset. So in today's episode, I just want to share some of the ways that I manage and cope with feeling really really anxious and kind of the the amygdala and adrenal fatigue after having a panic attack because I had a panic attack the other night I normally have them on 
I'd say on average, like once one every couple of months, like a true, although I guess it, it might technically be an anxiety attack because I'm pretty sure with a panic attack, it just comes out of nowhere. There's not necessarily a trigger. Whereas in my case, normally I can identify a trigger, a starting point, what that led me down. But the point being that I want to walk you through my experience of anxiety attacks, kind of what what the triggers normally are, what I'm experiencing, and how I manage during an actual anxiety attack, and then how I deal with the days after. Because normally, it takes me some time to recuperate from that because, I mean, it really, it, your body is basically going into shock and you know, on some level it is a mental thing, but the body and mind are so connected that you really can't just jump back from that kind of experience. Obviously, it's not as extreme as something like a heart attack or some other more serious health concern, but it still takes its toll on your body. And I want you to know that, that like you can, you have permission to give yourself time to recover like you're recovering you have to recover from something like that it's not just a one and done like quick fix oh like I get a good night of sleep and I feel better at least for most people that I know and for myself personally I get frustrated because we live in this society that values productivity above all else and obviously you have to make money in order to put a roof over your head and feed yourself and feed your family. So when your body is telling you, hey girl, hey Holmes, I need a break. I need some TLC here. Like, let me rest. It can add to that anxiety of feeling like if you're not doing something, then you're failing at life and being unproductive. But it's simply just not true because if you're running yourself to the edge trying to go and go and go and go, never giving yourself a break, you're just going to get burnt out and then that recovery period is going to take even longer. That's something I'm learning for myself is how important it is to be a vegetable for a day or two and how there's nothing wrong with it. And In some cases, the way through anxiety is to do something, but in some cases, the way through it is to just relax. I've kind of noticed a trend with my own anxiety and anxiety attacks and general mental health that, you know, out there will be some sort of trigger. Typically, it's related to my health. So some symptom will either pop up and stick around for a time. And then generally, it'll be right around when my period or my moon cycle starts. So obviously, my hormones are all out of whack. And that's when I'm the most vulnerable and emotional to feeling concerned about my health, my body. And then I'll go down the rabbit hole of WebMD and Healthline and all of that, you know, stuff because uh, supposedly my brain turns into a medical professional that can diagnose myself when I get into that headspace and I just have to know I'm such a problem solver like I have to figure out what's wrong with me at the same time I get nervous about having to actually go to the doctor and then potentially take some medication or antibiotic that has a bunch of you know toxic whatever in it um which gives me more anxiety (laughs) these fears all stem from a place of me being feeling like I am broken or that there's something wrong with me and 
I think a lot of people get into this space of feeling like they, there's something that they need to fix. And human, the human species is notorious for doing this. When we don't have problems, we create them. And that stress can cause physical symptoms to manifest. So we really need to be working on our mindsets first and foremost here. And remember that those moments of abundance and joy and peace have more power to heal you than any food or toxin or supplement or whatever has to heal or hurt you. I truly believe that we're, when we are living in a resonant space, it becomes so much more challenging for anything to break through that barrier, that aura, that, that energetic field, whatever you want to call it. This sense of psychological safety and of trust in the universe and of trust in your body's ability to heal forms a protective barrier around you, keeping you resilient in the face of challenges and hard times. Now, the hard times don't go away. The, the challenges that you're facing are not going to just disappear. Your anxiety attacks are not just going to disappear. However, you are going to dramatically improve your body's capability for bouncing back from those difficult moments and make the, t- the challenges themselves seem a little less severe in the moment. So back to the process of what I go through when I'm experiencing an anxiety attack. Normally it will start with a feeling of tightness in my chest. It will move to kind of my diaphragm and my throat and it feels like I, well I'll just kind of stop breathing. It's not that I can't breathe. I just don't like I have to actively be focusing on taking deep breaths otherwise I just won't breathe at all and then I will feel like my whole body feels tingly and kind of numb so it can feel like I'm almost breaking out into hives and I've I've experienced that before it was very scary I had a systemic reaction to uh, an allergen and I think my body kind of has memorized that because again, it was, it was obviously very traumatic. I had to go to the, you know, urgent care and get steroids and Benadryl and all that jazz. And I obviously don't want that happening again. So whenever I feel the kind of full body tingling, it kind of triggers those memories in my brain, which amplifies my anxiety. And and then I start to question, like, do I need to go to the emergency room? Do I need to be doing something right now? I have discovered some very helpful tools for when I'm going through these feelings. Normally, I will start by getting into water. So getting into a shower or getting into a bathtub really, really helps. If you choose to take a bath, I definitely suggest using either magnesium salts or Epsom salts. You can use colloidal oatmeal, something that's going to be calming on the skin and isn't going to dry your skin out a ton, but will instead help draw out impurities from your body. If you're taking a shower, I would suggest using some cold water therapy. Um, If you're not going to get in the bath or the shower, then I would grab an ice pack or if you have ice globes or a face ice roller, grab that, roll it all over your chest and your face. That will help activate the vagus nerve, which is a central component of the parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system is that rest, digest part of our nervous system. It is what is activated when we are in safe conditions to eat and drink and sleep and reproduce and do all that good jazz. Whereas the sympathetic nervous system is that fight or flight slash freeze fawn response where our Basically, our whole body gets activated to prepare 
to move to, again, either flee or fight. So sometimes exercise can be really helpful when you're feeling this kind of anxiety come on. Um, Just getting on a treadmill and walking or walking around your neighborhood if you feel comfortable doing that. You don't think it's going to worsen your anxiety. Or if you have like a stationary bike, that's amazing because then you can just put on like something on TV and just just get that energy out of you. Typically, exercise is not where my mind first goes when I'm in that place. So you really have to make an effort to remind yourself to do it. Normally, somebody that I talk to will have to, to tell me to do it. Like my dad always emphasizes how good exercise is in those times and it pretty much always helps me if I do it Uh, like I said I just have to get to the doing it part there are also some very powerful mantras that I have received from my higher self spirit guides ancestors angels whatever you would like to call them I'm sure that I'm not the first person to use these mantras but you know that just goes to show we're all connected we're connected through our history and through our DNA through spirit whatever Something I find really interesting about my communications with my spirit team, we'll call it, is I find I have the strongest connection when I am in water. This is really interesting to me because for one thing, we come from the water of the womb. You know, that's that's the source of creation is literally in like a pool. And, you know, you hear about home births being in water and how that's kind of the best way to bring a baby into the world and to introduce them to the earth. Hi, future me popping in from editing. I just want to say that there is no quote-unquote best way to bring a baby into the world. If you are bringing a baby into the world at all, do what feels right for you and your body. I just wanted to throw that in there so nobody gets triggered. Obviously, all mothers are superhumans. So anyways, and we are mostly made of water. Water is life. It's also an incredibly powerful conductor. There's a reason you're told not to go swimming when it's storming because you're more likely to get electrocuted, right? So that's just there to back up my case. If you're feeling really anxious and you're looking for some sign that things will get better, I highly suggest you get into water, whether it's the bath or the ocean or the lake or the pool or the shower. Even just sticking your hands or your feet into a cold or hot bowl of water can be really effective, just whatever feels right to you. Would definitely recommend not shying away from the cold water, though. It's highly effective, you guys. I've been ending my showers with like 30 seconds of cold water for the past month or two, and it really just helps invigorate my whole body. It gets the lymphatic system going. So even if you're not having anxiety, I would really recommend it. But anyways, back to my mantras. The first mantra that I repeat to myself that I first heard while showering was, I trust my body, I trust my mind, I trust my spirit. I know it sounds simple, but it's been really effective for me at getting myself to calm down. Like I mentioned, one thing that I struggle with that makes me feel really anxious is I don't always know when to make the call of going to the emergency room or to urgent care or just a doctor because I really think I've lost the sense of trust for myself over the years of putting myself into bad situations and circumstances. Plus, I just moved away from home and, you know, as you transition into adulthood, you have to kind of become your own parent. You can't always rely on your mom and dad to tell you 
what your body needs. But whenever some physical symptom creeps up and starts to make me feel anxious, I just have to tell myself that my body and my mind will know on a deeply intuitive level when it is time for me to go to seek professional help. And I've got a whole episode on developing and cultivating self-trust coming for you guys in the not too distant future so while you're thinking of it hit that follow button like like my podcast or do whatever you do so that you can stay tuned so that is the main affirmation that I will use I think it's really good to have an anchor like one affirmation that you know is going to be super effective so you can just focus on that and repeat that to yourself. I highly encourage you to speak it aloud into the universe. It's much more effective than just saying it in your head, in my opinion. Um, But in terms of other affirmations, I'm just going to read out some that I have written down in the past couple of days. So if any of them resonate with you, feel free to snatch on to it and use it in your, when you're feeling stressed. Um, And again, these are just things I've jotted down. They're not necessarily the most brilliant affirmations in the world, but I think that they're nice. So, number one, I am full of joy and abundance, even when challenges bring me down. This one reminds me that we are all so full of spirit and joy, and we have so many beautiful memories that we can hold on to, and we have so many beautiful memories that we have yet to make that are still going to come in our lives. And just because we're in this down period and we're having a a hard time doesn't mean we're going to stay stuck there. And it doesn't negate all of the beautiful things that we have to be grateful for. So just practicing that gratitude, recognizing that we are not our sadness, we are not our anxiety, we are not our fear. We're so much greater than that. And that fear is simply a tool that we can use to guide us if we let it do so. The morning after I had my anxiety attack, I wrote, I am patient and present, especially through challenges like I faced last night. So this is just a reminder that when you are in the midst of a panic attack or an anxiety attack, you just got to wait it out sometimes. You know, there's, there's sometimes not much you can do other than just let it happen. And I think resisting the panic and the resisting the anxiety can sometimes make it a lot worse altogether. So if we can open up those channels to really allow that that energy to flow from us, because when you think about an anxiety attack, what it really is, is trauma rising to the surface and manifesting as feelings in your you know, present forethought and that you're currently thinking about. So if you can view that as a, as an opportunity to let go of those fears instead of allowing them to kind of be reemphasized and re-solidify within your brain, then you might have a better chance at, at truly healing. And the last two that I've written where I will get through any obstacle life throws my way, I love challenge as well as I am calm and trusting of myself in the universe in the face of challenge and discomfort. So I think that kind of speaks for itself. Feel free to use any of these mantras, whether you're having anxiety or not, and let me know on Instagram or TikTok or wherever if they helped you out. And once you've calmed down enough 
it's, you know, you might not feel 100% better, but I would really recommend just trying to get to sleep. Sleep is not going to make it go away, but it will certainly help. There's a reason people always say you'll feel better after a good night's rest. It's very true. Gives your nervous system some time to kind of reset. For me, sometimes I get anxious about falling asleep when I'm concerned about health issues because obviously you can get into that dark place of like, what if I don't wake up? But this is again where that trust comes in. I trust my body. I trust my mind. I trust my spirit. I trust that I know when I need help and I trust that my body is going to let me know when I need help. So now on to the day after. Your body is not going to immediately recover from a panic attack most likely. Chances are your adrenal glands are going to be super fatigued. Your amygdala is going to be super shocked and worked up and you're probably going to have some residual effects it's it's kind of like an anxiety hangover and normally for me this will last for a couple of days and I just slowly have to work myself out of it this does take a little bit of effort but at the same time it shouldn't be difficult or forceful if that makes sense So the day immediately after, if you feel like you need to just lay in bed all day and not do anything, maybe for the next two or three days after, then you do that. You take that time because your body just went through battle and you need to rest and get as much sleep as you can. I know for some of us, we don't have that luxury because we have work and families to take care of. But when you can, just take time to lay on the couch, veg out a bit, watch some TV, you know, watch a Disney movie. I love watching Disney movies when I'm feeling anxious and stressed. It takes me back to, you know, the childhood, nostalgia, that that kind of innocence. Or just a stupid slapstick comedy. Something light, though. not Nothing too heavy. Um, I mean, I guess for some people that helps soothe their anxiety, but for me, it does not. So if you're like me, just stick to the light stuff. Also, please talk to somebody. Talk to a family member. I personally have a hard time not reaching out to people who I love and care about me. Like, I will go to my mom first thing because she always helps me feel better. Sometimes I resist it because I'm worried about being a burden when I'm in that headspace of feeling anxious. But chances are, if you have family members who love you and care about you, they're going to want to be there for you and help you out. And if you don't have that kind of support system, then talk to a therapist. There are so many virtual um, platforms now. I know you've heard of BetterHelp. I'm sure there are a million others. That's just the one I can think of because a lot of my um, favorite content creators work with them. I'd also recommend just getting out of the house. If you work from home like me, it can be really easy to become a vegetable and stay a vegetable. But the key here is that we're giving ourselves space and time to be a vegetable for a day or two, not for weeks. You know what I'm saying? So get out of the house, go grocery shopping, and pick up a bunch of healthy snacks. When I am recovering from an anxiety attack, I don't always feel like cooking myself whole meals so it's important to have food that is nourishing and not just eating a bag of potato chips because that's not going to make you feel better either so yeah pick up some like nice herbal teas get some cucumber and carrots and hummus get a you know some fruit i love making like yogurt bowls because it's just so easy i will what i've been really loving recently is 
like either coconut yogurt or cashew yogurt with pomegranate seeds. I've been really in love with pomegranate seeds recently, which is interesting because it's never something that I've even tried before recently. And blackberries, blueberries, I'll put some pumpkin seeds on there, especially that I, now that I'm at the start of my cycle and want to get more into seed cycling. If you're familiar with that, it's essentially using the nutrients in certain seeds during certain times of your cycle to kind of help support your body and the systems and the hormonal changes that it's going through. And then I'll just pile on the seeds, chia seeds, hemp, flax, whatever you've got in your cabinet, really. Just, you know, and whatever works. And once you've made it through that first or second day of giving yourself time to rest and recover, I would recommend getting cooking cooking yourself a nice nourishing meal especially if you make it nice and pretty and aesthetic can really uplift your mood and i would also suggest getting into the kitchen to clean do any dishes that have been piling up i know i am guilty of letting dishes pile up when i'm not feeling super hot i know all of these things might sound pretty obvious but for me personally when i'm in that anxious headspace the last thing that i want to do is like cook or clean or exercise or do you know do anything that requires effort but if you can get yourself to start these tasks starting is the hardest part so if you can get yourself to start I can almost guarantee you're going to feel at least a little bit better by the end because you're going to have achieved something and you know the kind of task reward part of our brain likes to finish tasks and so even if they're small it can help pull you out of that space um same with something like making your bed really would recommend getting up and making your bed after that first or second day of recovery uh even if it's just moving your ass to the couch you know just getting up getting moving walking around your home Also, please pull out your journal and word vomit onto paper. If you do not have the energy to word vomit, then grab some magazines and start clipping and cutting and pasting. It will make such a huge difference, especially if you do not have somebody to talk to because, you know, it's either late at night or because people are working or whatever. This can be a really useful tool and just writing both what you're feeling as well as what the not anxious version of yourself looks like so writing from the first person of somebody who is experiencing you know really positive thoughts and feeling really good and has made it to the other side you could even write a letter from your future self to your current self and just you know tell yourself you want to give you a hug and that everything's going to be okay and that tomorrow is going to look a lot better you're going to feel so refreshed and you're going to look back on this time in a couple weeks and see how much you have grown and learned from this experience that's another way that i really like to look at these times of anxiety and panic is they are all just building me up and creating a warrior out of me so that I will be able to handle the challenges that arise down the road because lord knows there are going to be more challenges you know life is a constant balancing act of dealing with the highs and lows you know what I mean and you're going to lose people you're going to lose 
your past self there are going to be deaths and changes and not all of them have to be so negative but the point is you need to have that toolbox ready for when reality hits really hard and I'm not saying that to make you anxious because I know I know it can make you more anxious to think about how more bad things are going to happen And yeah, more bad things might happen, but more amazing, beautiful, joyful things are going to happen too. And you can't let those bad possibilities outweigh the abundance that is coming your way. I love this quote I heard from my favorite creator, Heinz. I believe it's from the Tao and he says it all the time. So I'm going to start saying it all the time too. It's that when you are having a bad day, be happy because a good day is just around the corner. And when you're having a good day, be happy because a bad day is just around the corner. I love that. If we can use these these periods of hardship and of fear and anxiety as stepping stones to reach our most aligned, highest self, we can really transform our whole perception into something that is positive and productive instead of just being stuck in the why me victim mentality. I just encourage you to also look back on your life and think about all the times that you've been scared of something and you got through it and a lot of the time it turned out to not be as bad as you were anticipating. I know that this episode covers some heavy stuff and if you have experienced the kind of things that I am talking about, you're, you know, it's, it's awful. It's no fun at all, but it's a part of life. It's a part of our lives. It's part of my life. And it's just something we have to accept and learn to flow with and not resist because we are beautifully and perfectly made. And there's a reason that we're having the fear that we're having. And the key is to find the root of that reason throughout this podcast we're just going to dive deeper and deeper into that topic and some days when you listen to this podcast you're going to feel amazing and some days when you listen to this podcast it might be just what you need because you feel like absolute dookie garbage (laughs) but I pinky promise you are not absolute dookie garbage you are beautiful and Everything is going to come to you in time. You just have to be patient and you have to be open to receiving abundance from the universe. You can't close yourself off to it by labeling yourself as the neurotic, psycho, anxious person. Uh, Guilty as charged here. I tend to do that, but not anymore, baby. Not today, not ever. But... If there comes a time when I do call myself a neurotic, psycho-anxious person, then I'm going to forgive myself for it because I don't deserve to punish myself for having very valid emotions and feelings, and neither should you. So with that, I really would like you to take a big drink of water. If you don't already have one next to you, go fill one up because we are out here staying hydrated And if you haven't had any water since the beginning of this episode, it's about that time. And if you're feeling really anxious right now, I would get up, move around, go for a walk, do some simple cat cows, do child's pose, 
You know, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Just get moving a little bit. It'll help, I promise. If for some reason you're unable to move right now, get ice pack or a hot water bottle, something that's gonna, gonna take your temperature to a different place. It can be so comforting. But anyways, you are gonna get through this. I pinky, pinky promise. You know, it's hard. It's tough out here, but we're making it. You're doing it. And I'm so proud of you because you've made it through every challenge up until this point. You're going to keep making it through obstacle after obstacle. I guarantee it. So much love to you. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining me this week in the safe space of the Wellness Wave podcast. If you would like to support me and my show, I would be so grateful if you left a Spotify or iTunes review, followed me on my social channels at Slock Sounds or at the Wellness Wave Pod, or shared with a friend or family member who you know would infinitely benefit from listening. Until next Monday, have a beautiful week with the intention of creating waves.